I'm TJ. And I am Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. And a lot of stuff going on in sports, a lot of topics to talk about. I mean, at first, earlier in the week, there wasn't a lot to talk about, but now there actually is. And so, with that being said, starting with GW Sports, I mean, women did pretty well against um, UNC Asheville the other day in um, volleyball. So, with that being said... Football versus Western Carolina, Gardner-Webb Bulldogs 0-2, and we're facing a top-running offense, especially with Detraz Newsom, an all-star American running back, who, so far this year, got the stats right here. All right. All right, so, this year, so far, the first unit, the last two years, he's averaged over 1,000 yards of rushing in the season, 1,109 in 2015, and 1,031 in 2016. This year, he has... 29 attempts for 315 yards and three touchdowns in just two games. So, Will, now that we're now that we're done um boasting about Western Carolina here, let's talk about our school. What what is, does our defense need to do to stop a running back just like Jermaine Newsom? Okay, so obviously we need to work on our rushing defense. Our defensive line uh, uh, just needs to get past uh, the O line and. Make sure that uh, the ball does not leave the quarterback's uh, hands because if it goes into the hands of a Newsom, then uh, the defense could be in uh, some trouble there. Yeah, and it's probably better that you blitz him in the linebacker position. You you can't give him a hold to run. You know, A&T knew we were running the ball, so they shut down pockets for Tyrell to run the ball. I think we need to follow that game plan. I think that's one way we're going to be able to stop Newsom. And if he gets loose, all hell will break loose. Yep. For real. So... What's your take on Western Carolina now that I've told you about the stats? I don't know if you've read up on them or not. Well, f- well, uh, from what I know, uh, Gardner-Webb's trying to challenge themselves with three big uh, time uh, th- schools. First, we start off with North Carolina A&T. They got to, they got blown out forty-five uh, to three with uh, quite possibly with some of the best uh, offense I've seen from a college football team uh, in recent memory. Uh, then they went all the way to Wyoming. Uh, talk about jet lag and you know, t- being in a totally different environment. Uh, that didn't help them at all, and they ended up getting shut out, twenty-four nothing. And yeah. now they're going to be challenged for West- challenged by Western Carolina uh, during Family Weekend. Um, overall, uh, this is just going to be a, a, a tough uh, first uh, three weeks. Um, Western Carolina is uh, may not be as tough as. Uh, Say A and T or Wyoming, but I think they're definitely going to be up there. And the reason we lost A and T, one of the reasons, is because you know they're a nationally ranked team in the FCS. So we can't beat a nationally ranked team if we this year. You don't think we have the capability to do so? Well, from what I've been understanding is that we can't really seem to get the ball going. Uh, like uh, whenever we try to run the ball, we end up getting pushed back. When uh, whenever we try to pass the ball, it ended up being incomplete or picked off. Uh, or uh, Tyrell Maxwell would end up uh, getting sacked. So uh, it looks like we may have to go back to the drawing board a little bit here. I agree, and I think that one thing you got to look out for with this team is that it's just moving the ball. You know, my mom point that pointed that out the other day. They said she said your offense did not move the ball that much at all against Wyoming, and the defense they held Wyoming to three points in the second half after 24 points were scored in the first. Um, our defense is our best thing going for us right now. I think if Tyrell Tyrell's playing a whole lot different. It's like people know, hey, we need to go after this QB. We need to keep him blitzing him. And Tyrell can't seem to handle the blitz. I mean, if I was in that situation, I don't think I could either. I, I couldn't do any better. No, I couldn't either. So it's going to be interesting. I think this is the time for Tyrell to shine. This is the time for Tyrell Maxwell to say, 
There's a reason why I'm the starting QB here at Gardner-Webb. There's a reason why I was a preseason All-American, and I'm about to show it against this Western Carolina team. Men's soccer taking on VMI. Men's soccer, one and three right now, trying to bounce up. But right now, VMI is struggling as well, so two struggling schools going at it. Do you have anything to say about our soccer team, men-wise? Uh, men-wise, they seem to be actually doing okay so far. Not fantastic. Uh, they're, they have a lot to improve. Uh, but since they're going up against uh, VMI, did a little bit of research on them. And from what I've been able to understand is that uh, I think this might be a game that we could actually win. I think so, too. And you look at players like Marvin Mendes, who was second in scoring last year. And he leads the team in scoring right now, actually, despite the fact they've only scored one or two goals this year. Um, David Coloco, you got to watch out for him. Foreign player, dominates on the field, definitely. So... Now that we're off GW Sports, we're going to start with college football, and Will has an article he wants to talk about. Okay, so this uh, was kind of given to me by an outside uh, source. Um, This is uh, the things that we should know, the top 25 teams by the numbers for week three. Now, uh, whenever we're in the college football season, this would be around the time, the beginning of the season, whenever we would see a big-time team get knocked off. Thankfully, that's not really the case. Uh, it gave us a, just a small taste of the chaos that has to come this year. Um, there are four ranked matchups. Saturday night, we saw Georgia top Notre Dame. USCU was able to figure out how to get past Stanford. Clemson survived the battle of the Tigers with Auburn. And Oklahoma got payback for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they fare? Well, the total, rank, the total combination record is 17-4 and four for ranked teams in Week 2 winning by an average of 34 to 17. Now, the biggest blowout of this week belonged to number 7 Washington, which ended up beating uh, the FCS's Montana by a score of 63 to 7. And the closest ranked game was uh, Georgia's win over uh, Notre Dame in 2019. And 14 of the 21 ranked teams that played in week 3 won by double digits, 12 won by three scores or more. And uh, six won by more than 30 points. And uh, four ranked teams, which would be Florida State, Miami, South Florida, and Florida, did not play their schedule week three matchups due to the effects of Hurricane Irma. Now, uh, there are six, the six, as the number of conferences represented in the week two poll. By giving us the conferences inversely to their team's rankings, uh, the Big Ten comes out in first place for actually the second straight week, as a matter of fact. Ooh. While the SEC has the most representatives of any conference with a total of six. Two schools in the 20s uh, don't help its weighted score. The Big Ten has all four of its teams in the top ten. And there are three teams that didn't move in the poll. Alabama and Clemson. And uh, there was also... Uh, who uh, LSU stayed uh, stable as well, so staying at number 12. There have been zero upsets so far. For a ranked team to stay in uh, ranked, that is actually impressive, I believe. I think so, too. I mean, other than Texas and being knocked off in Ohio State, losing to Oklahoma in a way that they did, they're still ranked, and that's pretty impressive. What else does it say? Anything else? Uh, the biggest drop in rankings uh, this week, courtesy of Ohio State, uh, after they were holding the number two spot, they met their match against, uh, you know, Ohio, Oklahoma, and eventual Baker Mayfield. 
And a year after they the Buckeyes embarrassed the Sooners at home, Oklahoma got revenge with a 31-16 win, and they stole the Buckeyes' number two spot in the rankings. So with that being said, Will, I have a debatable question for you. Okay. Is Oklahoma better than Alabama? Well, considering that this is the end that we are past the Bob Stoops era, which I still think is pretty crazy considering Bob Stoops is easily, was easily one of the best coaches in the Big 12, I think this is possibly a great step uh, forward. And I say with a little bit of uh, time and practice and give Baker Mayfield a little more experience on that field, I think uh, Oklahoma could potentially uh, be a match for Alabama. I think so too. I think that and Alabama hasn't been playing their best ball lately. You know um, there's been controversy talking about Jalen Hurts not starting. Of course, Nick Saban getting upset because reporters are spreading rumors out there, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, comparing Jalen Hurts to Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield outshines Jalen Hurts by a milestone. Italy. But let's talk about defenses here. What does Oklahoma defense, what does the Oklahoma defenses, sorry, what does the Oklahoma defense compared to Alabama's defense have, basically? Alabama's defense has been great this year. Oklahoma's allowed quite a few points scored. Um, well, here's what I got from week two. I think it basically revolves around uh, who these teams uh, beat. Alabama defeated uh, Fresno State, which I think is safe to say isn't much of a football uh, school. Uh, now, if it was uh, against a team, say, LSU or Auburn, then that would probably be a much different story. Oklahoma, however... They knocked off the number two team in the uh, nation who, had, who was supposed to have a very strong defense and is supposed to be a threat to the national championship. I think Oklahoma made an even bigger statement than Alabama this week, last week. Interesting. And honestly, that's not a topic on our schedule, but I just figured, you know, talking about how Oklahoma has risen without Bob Stoops, this interim coach has done a great, great job, I think. And, you know, taking on Urban Meyer and Ohio State Buckeyes, that's a huge step in your career to beat such a team like that. No, this is going to be something that this coach is going to hang on and has had to for a while now. Definitely a win to brag about under your belt. Okay, so next we have um, the Nick Saban controversial topic. Um, you know, the other day, media being media. <laughs> well, Big Saban might be at the end of the rope when it comes to questions about the Alabama quarterbacks and the status you know, Jalen Hurts struggled against Florida State, but he came in last game against um, Fresno State and did very well. Now, the backup QB, dang it, there we go. The backup QB is said to be better than Jalen Hurts. His name is Taco Velo, mm. Velo from Hawaii. I, if I pronounce his name wrong, please forgive me. <laughs> uh, it's been one of those days. <laughs> um, but yeah, backup Tua Tagovalia and. His stats are pretty great, honestly, but the only thing is his English is not that well. Hmm. That's that's one thing that surprises me. But, um, you know, Nick Saban isn't going to share any plans. So what, what's your think on this? Nick Saban has every right to be upset at the media for doing this to him, right? I think it's mostly because the media is putting a lot of pressure on him, saying, you know, is this going to affect Jalen Hurts in the future? Because he's only a sophomore, don't forget. And he was able to lead the Crimson Tide to a national championship last year. Um, and I would be a little mad, too, if I was getting being put under all this pressure. 
But uh, knowing Nick Saban, and he is a smart coach. Uh, yes, he is. He, I think it's safe to say that he's arguably one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. <laughs> um, uh, I think Saban might eventually have a plan, uh, but for right now, he, they just need to, to focus uh, on their next uh, game. I totally agree with you on that, Will. And I think that, you know, talking about Alabama and the status, Nick Saban's great status, and it's not something to question, in my opinion. I think... Nick Saban's been doing this for a long, long time. I mean, we're talking about a man that went from LSU to the NFL and back and brought Alabama, a team in football who wasn't considered great at all, all of a sudden will be remembered in the history books for what they've done. They're a dynasty in college football now. Yeah, exactly. So it's just amazing to me. I'm very excited to see what this team has to offer. Next. All right, so the ACC um, readjusted slate for seven teams in Irma's wake. Now, all right, so now the South Florida Connecticut game got rescheduled because of Hurricane Irma and will be played November 4th. Now, originally it was set up for September 9th, so, but it was called off so they could prepare for the hurricane. Now, Florida State and Miami is can't postpone. I don't know the date yet. I They didn't give us a date yet, so... Unless they probably will have it by today. So hopefully we'll see what happens that. And um, so just talking about that, here are the teams that are in here. Okay, so Cincinnati, East Carolina, Houston, Central Florida, Memphis, UConn, and finally South Florida. So what, what in the wake of all this, how badly has Hurricane Irma affected this conference, Will? Oh, it definitely. It, it's affected it quite a bit, considering uh, that uh, you have uh, teams uh, like... Central Florida, I think, as well, and South Florida, who are some big-time schools that could be affected by the storm. And when you uh, travel all the way down there, I think Memphis got impacted as well. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, weather is obviously a big deal, especially when it comes to uh, a hurricane that was originally a Category 5, I believe, but then it got knocked down to a Category 4. Yeah, and then Category 3 as it went on. Well, yeah, thankfully. Um, uh, but I think uh, as long as, you know, like, the weather isn't threatening in any way, I think you should be okay uh, to play a football game. But I think in the conditions uh, uh, that, that Irma had, I don't think there's any chance that you could have uh, stepped onto that field. Uh, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, you're talking about slipping, talk about slipping, sliding, for real. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be, even be the QB's choice. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was a bad joke. Forgive me, people. I'm very corny. <laughs> All right, so in the NBA, Heat and Josh Richardson agreed a four-year deal with $42 million extension. Talk about Josh Richardson for a minute. Good idea by the Heat or boo, bad idea? Well, we don't know that much about Josh Richardson, do we? Not really. I mean, he's been decent. I know that. I mean, he's... So, uh, obviously, we don't know what the Heat have in store. I mean, they may be on to something. This may... This kid may end up being the next big star for Miami ever since <laughs> Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal and maybe for LeBron James a little bit. Uh, but we just need to wait and see how this uh, NBA season turns out, which I am super excited for. I'm uh, sorry if I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. You're but fine. I feel like uh, that uh, uh, if the, the Heat have so much faith in this one uh, guy who we know little to nothing about, I think uh, that uh, we could possibly end for a treat. Or this could uh, be turn out really bad for Miami. I think so, too. Um, honestly, Josh Richardson, from what I know, he's sixth man, player off the bench. 
done dominantly well, 15 points average. Surprisingly, he didn't start. So maybe now with losing a couple of players, they he can come in and, you know, do his thing. You know, do more than 50 points on average from what it looks like. Now, will the Cavs trade Kevin Love? So first, they get shut out. Not shut out, but they lose in the finals. They lose four games to one to the Golden State Warriors. Then they lose Kyrie Irving to the Celtics. Now, they get Isaiah Thomas, but... LeBron talking, is talking about leaving. Now, they're talking about trading Kevin Love. What on earth, Cavaliers? What on earth? I mean, think about the team you could have. LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Kevin Love. Just just think of that lineup for a minute, Will, and think, are the Cavs? What is going on with the Cavs? Poor Cleveland. Okay, obviously it seems like since they're getting rid of all these big stars, it seems kind of obvious that they're going to try to make this a rebuilding year. And from my standpoint, this possibly isn't the best way to go about it. Because you got rid of your best point guard and got, to, uh, and uh, in the wake of things, got a guy who gets injured most of the time, who hardly played a game. You have one of the, easily one of the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players of the modern era, LeBron James. And now you're thinking about getting rid of one of your best forwards as well. So I don't know if this is going to be considered a rebuilding year. Or if it's considered uh, something else. You know, when we're talking about this here, um, I think if you think about what this team has, you know, the rumors are true. LeBron has been talking about going to L.A. actually to play with Lonzo Ball. So how do you keep LeBron James in Cleveland? Well, uh, from what it, uh, we understand is that LeBron doesn't get along with the Cavs GM. Yes. Unless if the, the GM makes LeBron like a tremendous offer. I think that uh, we could see another decision 2.0. I really do, too. And what would make them get rid of Kevin Love? Sure, he fouls a lot, but he's really committed a lot of stats towards this team. He's really helped out this team. So, Will, what would be their reasoning for this? Uh, From what I understand is uh, they probably, uh, and I'm not trying to say this is bad, but they probably don't have uh, the money for it. Uh, I'm thinking they're trying to get like you know some younger talent in here because uh, let's uh, let's look at uh, Golden State for a little bit. They're a really young team. Uh, you got you have uh, some um, uh, fairly young players like Clay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry, a uh, little bit of Kevin uh, Durant, Draymond Green, Draymond uh, Green. Uh, these uh, these guys are hungry, uh, and they are hungry to get on that uh, court and just <laughs> dominate, which they did. End up being one of the greatest basketball teams uh, in the modern, easily the greatest team in the modern era. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that the Cavs are trying to match uh, what the Warriors are, tr- are trying to do, and that's to build up a young roster. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm very excited to see what they have to offer here. Um. Assault trial of Marcus and Markeith Morris. Apparently, they were blamed for beating up a man along with six other people. Not a lot of information is being brought up for this trial. To think about how great these guys are and to think people looked up to these guys as idols and now this comes up. Um, Will, what, what are your thoughts on this real quick? I know there's not too much to say about this. Uh, this is pretty uh, shocking because, like you said, people look up to these guys. Um, and when you have people that idolize you... That's a pretty big deal, and you want to make sure you leave the best impression on them. And for this to happen, that kind of uh, tanks everything. Exactly. Oh, it's it's just crazy to see um, how people with great talent throw it all away because of something stupid. I, what was their reasoning for beating this 32-year-old man? I don't know. 
I just think it's crazy to think about, honestly. And moving on from that, Major League Baseball, Dodgers back on track. You know, we were talking about a couple weeks ago. They were 93 and 39. They've lost 10 games. They lost 12 games straight after that. And now they're back on track. They've started winning more. They've won five games in a row now. Will, let's talk about this Dodgers team. What was up with that little slip up they had here? I don't know. I think maybe they didn't have like the right lineup. I think uh, they just figured we have all this firepower in our hands. We can do basically whatever we want. I think they were just putting them in the wrong place because a baseball team is sort of like a puzzle. Uh, every sports team is like a puzzle. You just need to make sure that you put the players uh, exactly where they're supposed to be. Uh, make sure you find a combination that actually works. Yeah, exactly. Um, It was surprising to see. I mean, we saw Corey Seager not doing too well and... The pitchers, the pitchers were not doing well either, and they've got a stacked line of pitchers there. So just, just to see that is kind of crazy to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So looking forward to this Major League Baseball season, Um, what's one thing you've got to say about what? – what is one team that could really match up with the Dodgers right now? I would have to say that the one team that could uh, – that there are – I would say maybe one team that could possibly match up with uh, the Dodgers, and that would have to be the Astros. Uh, yeah, I go with I actually go with the Red Sox or Yankees. I think they could really get up there with the Dodgers. Actually, now we're going to NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Odell Beckham Jr. looking at a possible six to eight week injury for his ankle. He already missed the season opener against the Cowboys. Well, how badly does this hurt? This offense of the Giants we saw how they looked I mean one player can't make that big of a difference right I mean well uh, here's the thing Uh, Odell Beckham is usually Eli Manning's uh, most targeted receiver he's like Eli's go-to guy and the fact that Eli won't be able to throw to him for a good like likely half of the season that is uh, going to hurt to the Giants a lot so they're gonna have to either find a new receiver to fill in uh, some pretty big shoes, might I add. Yeah. Uh, or they could focus mostly on their rushing game, which we all know hasn't been that great as of late. Sadly, yes. And I think that when you think about a team like this, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, you got Brandon Marshall, who didn't do too well. I mean, it's, of course, him and Eli Maynard. He didn't play in any of the training camp stuff. He didn't take part in that. He didn't really play any preseason games. I mean, he played one play. That was it. Um, so I don't think him and Eli Manning have a feeling. They've lost Will Ty to the Jets, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. All right. And so I don't know what to say about the Giants. I, I hope to see a better performance in my unbiased opinion. As a Cowboy fan, I'm thinking, lose, Giants, lose. I'm actually curious to see what Ben McAdoo actually does with this team. I'm, I really am, too. I'm, I love him. He's a great coach. I, I, I have all respect for this guy. Um, Marshawn Lynch fined 12000 for hand gestures in the game against the Titans. He raised middle fingers to the Tennessee fans. Ooh, Marshawn Lynch. I don't remember this with you and the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> what happened, buddy? Oh, boy. I actually don't know where to begin. Because I think Marshawn Lynch, it's, I think the best guess is that he got a little too excited. And, uh, but for you to give the middle finger to opposing uh, Titans, uh, to like the opposing team's uh, fans, that just might be going a little bit overboard. 
Because you obviously will be fine, but I think there's also a possibility that you could get suspended as well. Especially when you put up two middle fingers. <laughs> That's even worse. Both of them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Titans fans did not take great offense to that. Oh my lord. I um, assume no. Recap of the Bengals and Texans. It was a field goalish game until Deshaun Watson came out, broke out with the 49-yard touchdown run. Will, what, a, what the heck is going on with the Bengals? What on earth? Honestly, it seems like that Andy Dalton uh, is uh, a little bit rusty, it seems like. And, and A.J. Green uh, doesn't seem to be getting uh, the ball a lot uh, either. Uh, I uh, don't know what uh, is in store uh, for uh, the Bengals because it seems like uh, they have a reasonably, uh, like, not a difficult schedule because they lost to a mediocre Ravens uh, football team and then they lost to the Texans who struggled tremendously against the Jaguars last uh, season. And uh, I don't know where this Bengals stand at right now. I don't either. And I think that it's hard to say what this team's looking like. I mean, A.J. Green said, we are just not ready for the season. I mean, Andy Dalton just chokes. Like I said, Andy Dalton is not a top 10 QB here, in no. my opinion. But is Deshaun ready? Deshaun Watson, your dad said... Your dad mentioned that he doesn't think he's ready to be a starter in the NFL. Um, quite frankly, I kind of agree right now. I mean, other than running touchdowns, he hasn't been able to throw the ball well. Will, what's your opinion on this? Well, from what I've been under, able to understand and from the stats that I've been uh, getting, um, it seems uh, as though uh, Deshaun Watson may not be ready for a starting uh, QB. I think they may be uh, better with uh, Savage uh, for right now. And I think maybe when the time is right, maybe after a season or two, I think then Deshaun Watson will be ready to lead the Texans. And I actually thought for a little while now that the Texans could potentially be a dark horse at times, like, you know, a, a potential legitimate playoff threat. But with the way they're playing, that doesn't really seem to be the case all that much. Exactly. Getting shut out by the Ravens. Losing, kicking only field goals against the Texans, and it's just this offensive line has had injuries. Now their defense, you know, Burfisset out for at least three, two more games because of drug violations. Actually, found of um steroids, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, Pac-Man Jones will be back next week. Um, when is he not getting suspended? I I, 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 I want to no know idea. that. Um, but it is now time for NFL picks. We're gonna start with the team that leads the AFC East. I'll give you a hint. It's not the Patriots either. It's the Bills <laughs> as they take on the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton versus Tyrod Taylor. Who wins this one? So obviously Tyrod Taylor hasn't been doing that impressive because if he did, they would have been able to blow out the Jets like 35-3 to last game. But no, they only ended up winning by nine. So that proves that one thing that, you know, the Jets aren't as pathetic as people say they are, but that's a totally different story. Uh, but they're going to take on a pretty young, uh, a fairly young uh, Panthers defense, as well as a fresh Cam Newton um, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's ready to uh, get the ball and uh, start running. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going with, hmm, this is a tough one, actually. I, I <laughs> This is actually a tough one. I think of LaShawn McCoy and against the Panthers defense here when I think of the Bills right now. And, whether or not Tyrod will have a running type of day or a passing type of day, I'm going with the Panthers on this one. Uh, Cam Newton has been limited in practice. I think he'll play, and I think you'll see Kirsten McCaffrey do very well in this game, I think. It's going to be that type. Come, next, we have 
Titans versus Jaguars. Jaguars, surprisingly, they have control. They had last week going into going into this week, they were first place in their division. Of course, the Texans took that place away from them. But they're one and now they take on the 0-1 Titans. It's a conference matchup. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, so I actually didn't think that Blake Bortles and the Jaguars would be able to do very, very well, like within the first few weeks. And what did they do? They ended up being uh, the, te the Texans uh, by big. And that proves that you can't really uh, judge a team just by how uh, their offense or defense seems to look. You just need to give them a chance to, for them to observe, to, for them to uh, show their actions. And uh, Bortles and the Jags uh, did exactly that. Uh, they have been impressive in the first week. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Jaguars on this one. You know, I'm going to go with the Titans in upset. You know, they lost Allen Robinson to a big injury. He's out for the rest of the year. He tore his MCL. Um, Blake Bortles, now I talked a lot of junk about him because I thought he was overrated. Um, obviously I was wrong. I'm sorry, but I see the Titans winning this. I think Mariota and Murray have one of their best games yet. All right, Eagles versus the Chiefs. Chiefs upset the Patriots. Now they take on the Eagles, who didn't do that well against the Redskins despite winning. Who wins this one, Will? So the Chiefs are obviously hanging on to this win against uh, the Patriots. Um, and they're going to take on, uh, I guess you could call it a mediocre Eagles team. So uh, I don't think they should uh, let all this uh, get to their uh, heads. Uh, they need to move past uh, the Patriots, focus on the Eagles. Uh, they're going to have a tough time doing that. Carson Wentz has been... Fairly impressive from what we've been watching when they played uh, the Redskins. Um, but I'm actually going to go with the Chiefs on this one. Ooh, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. I, I like what I saw from them. I think we see another great performance by Hunt and Tyreek Hill here. Excellent work, Chiefs. 0-1 Patriots, yes. 0-1 Patriots versus the 0-1 Saints. Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Two legends. Go at it. Who wins this one, Will? You know, I actually was watching a, a little uh, news story about, you know, who could go on uh, longer, uh, Drew Brees or uh, Tom Brady. And uh, I think it all depends on how much their bodies can take. Because these guys are, like, in their close to their 40s, and I honestly don't think they could go on for much longer. But uh, since they're going to play in New Orleans, that's going to be a bit of a... A bit, bit of a factor since New Orleans is a pretty tough place to play. But we're looking at the defending Super Bowl champs. They they were almost born to work under pressure. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. You know what? You said everything I wanted to say. So <laughs> I'm going with the Patriots in this one. <laughs> Vikings versus Steelers. This should be a good matchup, Will. Who wins this one? Vikings have been impressive uh, in the uh, their opener against uh, the Saints. Um as for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, also impressive for a veteran. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Stan Bradford and the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings in an upset in this one. All right. I, think, I think they beat the Steelers. Their defense looks impressive. The offense looks impressive. The Steelers' defense, they just didn't do well against the Browns. I mean, the Browns almost beat this team. So, All right, Dolphins versus Chargers. Dolphins finally getting a chance to play. Chargers, however, bouncing off a loss against the Broncos. Who wins this one, Will? This is actually a bit of a tough one because uh, when you have a team that didn't play week one, that's obviously going to hurt them a little bit. And then you also have a team that lost their first uh, game uh, to uh, the Denver Broncos, who a lot of people consider a dark horse, and they may be eventually. 
Uh, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they actually might redeem themselves. Uh, even though their offense might not be all that impressive, their defense might be able to work off of something and be able to pick off uh, some passes from Jay Cutler. I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. I agree with you. Everything you said, I agree with. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys versus the Broncos. The defense goes at a high-powered offense. Who wins this one, Will? All right, so uh, Ezekiel Elliott... Uh, I think he's back on suspension. I'm no, not... he's not. He's going to play the rest of the season. Oh, okay. And suspension will count next year. Oh, okay. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why it's there's a suspension right... at all, but... it's uh, The NFL's a weird place. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a tough one, uh, because now that Ezekiel Elliott is back, I think the Cowboys could legitimately be a threat. Uh, I am not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but the Broncos, this is going to be at the Broncos, right? Correct. Oh, yeah. This is actually, I think that's going to be the factor. When you play at mile high, it's a real game changer. I'm going to go with the Broncos. Well, I think you're wrong, my friend. I'm going with Dallas. I think, I really think that the Cowboys have an offense that can take on such a defense by the Broncos. Yes, it's tough to play there, I admit. But have you seen that offense of the Broncos? Paxton Lynch is not a great QB. And... If their running game can keep it up, yes, they have a chance to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I don't see it. I see the Cowboys upsetting them. 49ers versus Seattle. Always a good matchup when these two play. Both teams rebounding off losses. Ooh, these, uh, t- these, this is like a fierce rivalry in uh, football. Not as big as, say, like, oh, I don't know, the Patriots and the Jets or the Redskins and the Cowboys. Um, or the Packers and the Bears, but this is easily up there. Yeah, um, definitely. Seahawks actually put up a fight the last week uh, against uh, the Packers. Their offense wasn't all that impressive uh-huh. with Russell Wilson, but yeah. I think they could improve themselves. While at the same time, the 49ers, they let themselves get shut out in their own home, the stadium, to the Panthers. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks here, too. I don't think the 49ers look that impressive against the Panthers here. Um... A rematch from last year's NFC Championship is the Packers take on the Falcons. Rodgers, Ryan, Julio, Jordy. Who wins this one? Oh, geez. This is a really tough one. <laughs> I mean, you have two strong quarterbacks. Uh, one of them was the NFL MVP last uh, season, and Matt Ryan. Um, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, he is at the prime of his career. We've said that over and over again, but it's the truth. He is arguably one of the best uh, today. Uh, I am going to go with... The Packers by three. Oh, whoa, that was good. Okay, yeah, I'm going with the Packers by a touchdown here. I Like like I said, Matt Ryan's won an MVP, yes, but Aaron Rodgers has won more. Aaron Rodgers has shown time and time again why he is the number two quarterback in the league. I'm going with the Packers here. Finally, Giants trying to rebound, but they have to take on Matthew Stafford and the 1-0 Lions. Who wins this one, Will? All right, so the Lions uh, struggled a little bit against the Cardinals, uh, but I think that's uh, proof that they need uh, some. They have some room to improve on. Uh, as uh, for the Giants, since Odell Beckham is out, that's gonna be a little bit tough, but it's gonna be uh, make it a lot easier for the Lions defense. I'm gonna go with Detroit. You know what? I like what you did there. I'm going with Detroit as well. I think the Giants just haven't looked that impressive to me. Matthew Stafford, he showed why he got that deal against the Cardinals. I love what I saw from him. I'm he's making it, he's making every dollar worth it. Exactly. Like now the Lions are like, okay, I'm glad we made him the highest paid player in the NFL history. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Good, good job, owner. Good job, GM. Let's go. All right, guys. It is time for the final thing we do on our show. 
college football picks. Ooh. We're going to start with the ones under the radar. Starting with Duke versus Baylor, a struggling Baylor team versus a highly powered Duke team. Duke is the favorite in this one. Who wins this one, Will? Um, uh, I actually haven't been that impressive with uh, Baylor as of lately. I mean, they let uh, uh, Bar- they let uh, Liberty Liberty beat them, and, and they- I find that uh, kind of amazing, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Duke on this one because uh, Baylor has a lot to go through. You know what? I'm going to go with Duke as well. You forgot Baylor lost against another small school. They, they didn't score till the third quarter. So with that being said here, I'm going with Duke in this one. Another under the radar game, Oregon versus Wyoming. Who wins this one? Well, Josh Allen, QB Wyoming versus a high powered running Oregon team that we're finally seeing once more. All right, so Oregon's an 88% favorite to, to win this one. Uh, Herbert for Oregon had over almost 650 passing yards. Uh, really? This uh, last uh, game with four touchdowns and only one interception. Allen, on the other hand, for Wyoming, had two interceptions, only two touchdowns, and a little over 500 yards. That could be a bit of a difference. Uh, that's a big difference right there. I'm going to go with Oregon on this Ooh, one. I'm going with Oregon, too. I love the stats there. I, I just don't think Josh, I think Josh Allen is overrated, if, if you know what I mean. A little bit. I think so, too. Coming up next, we have, ooh, wait, where did I put you? Oh. <laughs> All right. Kentucky versus South Carolina, both 2-0 teams. Jake Bentley from South Carolina looks amazing. South Carolina on a roll. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, I am going to go with South Carolina. Mostly because of uh, their wide receiver, Debo Samuel. He's been impressive as of uh, lately. 128 receiving yards with two receiving touchdowns. He is a junior. He should be at the prime of his uh, college career. Um, And who knows? This guy might actually have a future ahead of him. Uh, And uh, I say the Gamecocks win by seven. I'm going to go with them as well. I I like the Gamecocks. I like what they've done lately. I'm going with them. Ole Miss versus California, Will. I mean... No, they these two have been under the radar all year so far, and we've only been two weeks into the year. We're in week three. Who wins this one? Will both two and zero? Oh? Uh, I actually think and this is my personal opinion. I feel like Ole Miss and uh, uh, Cal are pretty underrated uh, football programs, uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, Ole Miss in this one. If you look at uh, the uh, quarterback Shea Patterson, holy cow! This guy has a seventy-six percent completed percentage and for for a college quarterback that's actually pretty impressive and uh he has a total of 918 passing yards right now so i think he could be a legitimate threat uh, in the sec i'm gonna go with the rebels oh i like that too i'm gonna go with the rebels as well like you said statistics don't lie i like what i see from old miss i'm gonna go with them now to top 25 team picks all right starting with Starting with South Florida versus Illinois. Both South Florida wasn't able to play last week due to the Hurricane Irma, but now they get to play this week. They play against 2-0 Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, I think uh, when you uh, haven't played uh, due to a hurricane, that's obviously going to hurt the team a little bit considering that they haven't been practicing a whole lot. Uh, But uh, they might be ready or they might not. Uh, But I say South Florida wins, but barely. I think South Florida wins in a very close game. Charlie Strong doing a great job down there. We miss you back from Texas, but <laughs> we like Tom Herman so far. Um, 
Oklahoma State versus Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh didn't do well in the battle against Penn State. Now they take on Mason Rudolph and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Who wins this one, Will? Mason Rudolph is obviously a strong quarterback. You put him against Baker Mayfield, it's going to be a fireworks show. Oh, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, but that's not till later, sadly. It's the last um, week of the year. Nah. But I'm going to go with Oklahoma State on this one. Ooh, I'm going to go with this one, too. Josh Rosen and the UCLA Bruins take on Memphis. Who wins this one, Will? Well, I've learned that uh, Jim Moore's uh, son is very good at coaching uh, college football, especially for a team that's mostly known for basketball. Um, UCLA has been on fire as of lately. They are a 60% favorite. Josh Rosen has a total of 820 yards right now, and I think he's only just going to get better as the season goes on. I'm going to go with the Bruins. Ooh, I'm going to go with the UCLA Bruins as well. I like what I've seen from them so far. I think they're a threat to be reckoned with. They play Stanford next week, so that's going to be a good one. I can't wait oh, for yeah. that. All right, so I'm going with UCLA. SMU versus number 20, TCU. It's always a good matchup when these two play. TCU is ranked, and now they play an unranked SMU, underlooked. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, boy. Um, uh, well, TCU is obviously the heavy favorite to win. They're ranked. They're at home. It's a tough place to play in. Um, I'm actually uh, thinking of uh, going with uh, SMU in an upset. If, if you look at uh, Ben Hicks from SMU, his completed percentage may not have been that great, but he has over 424 passing yards with six passing uh, touchdowns. Meanwhile, Hill for uh, TCU has less uh, than that. He has two interceptions, only four touchdowns, and 372 passing yards. You know what? I'm going to join you with that one. I think SMU will upset TCU. It, like you said, when you were talking about the article, in week three, what is the percentage of teams to lose in week three? Oh. Ranked? Oh, not a lot. I oh. think that'll be a beginner for this season, honestly. You said hold on? No, no, I said no, not a lot. No, not a lot. Okay, cool. Coming up, the Gators at the Swamp take on number 23, Tennessee, in a highly ranked SEC matchup. This is one game we've been waiting for. Who wins this one, Will? All right, so uh, Tennessee and Florida, huh? Yes, sir. Oh, boy, this was a uh, bit of a tough one, to be honest. Um, uh, either these seem to be fairly even teams. Uh, Florida's still dealing with the 10-game uh, suspension. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee to knock off the Gators in the Swamp. Ooh, I'm going to go with Tennessee here as well. That's going to be an interesting game, I think. Watch out for Tennessee. LSU versus Mississippi State, both 2-0. Both teams looking well. LSU did not budge after beating BYU. Who wins this one, Will? And is LSU underrated? LSU is definitely underrated ever since uh, the last Miles era has ended. Uh, but I think this could be uh, their chance to show that, you know, they can move on uh, from him and... As much as I liked uh, Les uh, Miles, I think this is a look towards the future. I'm going to go with LSU on this one. I'm going with LSU on this one as well. I think this is the time where LSU shows, hey, we deserve to be talked about. It's our time. It's our, yeah, it's our time. All right, Texas versus USC in a rivalry matchup. Who wins this one, Will? This is actually uh, a very uh, tough one. Um, Texas trying to show that they're not uh, out of it completely yet. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're going to play USC. They are one of the top five teams in the nation. And when you play against a top five team, 
that means it's going to be tough. Unless if you're Oklahoma when, when you knocked off o Ohio State. But this is Texas, a team who was uh, strong once upon a time, but now they're just a mediocre football team. Uh, I'm going to go with USC in this one. I've got two, two, two words for you, and this involves the name. Sam Darnell, QB out of USC. USC wins this one. I'm sorry, Longhorns, but on an unbiased situation, yes. USC is going to win this game. All right. And finally, the big one, ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Bryan and the Clemson Tigers take on Lamar Jackson and the Louisville Cardinals. Will, remember last year when you went to college game day for that one? That was at uh, Clemson, and I cannot uh, name a time. Okay. Okay. Obviously, Clemson is very passionate about football. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think this is going to get them all motivated. The only difference is it's going to be in uh, Louisville. And uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be looking for a payback for that uh, loss. Uh, Dabo Sweeney is going to look for all the stops to make sure that Clemson comes out with a win. And I think they will, but just barely. I'm going to go with Clemson by three. Ooh. All right, so this this took me some thinking. I meditated on this. Not literally, but <laughs> um, but I did think about it. And I thought, well... Who has a high-ranked offense? Let's compare the defense of Clemson to what they did to Lamar Jackson. I think the defense contains Lamar Jackson. I think Clemson wins this one in a very close game. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this was Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. See you soon.